Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. You are watching Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Get on the grid. We're throwing it down with a raging redhead, Cam Stewart. Uh, we've still got a lot of stuff to get to on the program. We've already talked NASCAR. Uh, we've talked uh, MMA. We'll get back uh, to the MMA as well. It's a real cool card, guys. I'm telling you, it's going to be a fun fight card. Uh, don't think just because, oh, there's no stars on the card. Listen, Tyron Woodley is a star. The guy was a, a former champion. And I really do believe that he's motivated by the fact that the UFC actually wants him to lose. They want to get rid of him. Nobody likes him. He knows it. And I think it's going to motivate him. Um, you know, Gilbert Burns is a good fighter, but Tyron Woodley's a better fighter. And I think that uh, Burns runs into a, uh, a Missouri uh, Missouri Tiger that he doesn't want to mess with. And I'll tell you, Kev, Missouri Tigers, great wrestling program that leads to mixed martial artists. Everyone talks about Arizona State. Arizona State's had some good ones. People talk about Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's had some good ones. Uh, but Missouri, they produce all the Missouri guys. They're all jerks, and they're all just sort of like you know. <laughs> no, they are. They're they're all, just sort of but, but they're great fighters. Like, yeah, like Ben Askren, <laughs> one of the biggest jerks in yeah. MMA. Missouri Tiger, Tyron Woodley, big jerk. Like he doesn't want to fight. He's a big diva. He is and stuff. He just is. Michael Chandler, good friend of mine. Uh, Michael Chandler's not a jerk, but Michael Chandler's like a nut job. Like if you if you gave me like a forty-five, a pistol and a baseball bat, I'd probably still lose a fight with him. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'd shoot him, I'd hit him in the leg. And <laughs> yeah, and he'd come he at you and just break your neck. Like, yeah. I'd be like, oh, no, now I really upset him. I missed, you know what I mean? Like, like, like if you told me, all right, Francie, listen, we're giving you a baseball bat and a gun. I'd be like, yeah, I still don't want a piece of him. No. <laughs> like, Well, I'll tell you, if you were going to fight a guy with a baseball and a gun, you got to pull the trigger with the gun because I got to tell you, if you're swinging the baseball bat, he'll probably catch it midway, Gabe, put it around your neck and just snap. You know, you're right. Some of these guys, it's amazing to me too, like regular people. Oh yeah, that guy's not so tough. You're at the bar watching MMA. It's like, remember when we, uh, when we're hanging with Heath Herring, the same thing, there's always these guys lipping off. They're professional fighters. Their pain threshold is incredible and they can kill you with one hand tied behind their back. So don't be a hero. Everybody 
place to uh, to test themselves. Uh, supposedly, right? Um, so we've got NBA news, guys. And, you know, as always, if you're tuning into this program, you're a smart person, number one. All right? And you're going to be smarter than anybody else. If anybody talks about, oh, you hear this or that, you'll be like, no, 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 no. I heard on Game Time Decisions. And, you know, we had a poll question the other day about the playoff formats uh, that they were looking at. And now it's sort of getting finalized, guys. The NBA is targeting July 31st as a restart date um, and has four possible postseason options on the table. All right? Mm -hmm. So uh, 16 teams. Uh, one of the formats. The format uh, would go directly into the postseason by locking in the current standing in place. Um, they would, um, so it would just be traditional. Traditional standings uh, as it is. A 20-team uh, tournament, World Cup group stage. I don't like that. 22 teams, 16 teams into playoffs, and you bring another six teams into Too play many. to get into the playoffs. I really don't hate that, this one. So it would be 22 teams bringing six extra teams to Orlando, would open a door for a play-in tournament. According to Ramona uh, Shelburne, the style being discussed would include all the teams within six games. You see, they they can't just tell, oh, yeah, the Pelicans, you get a chance to get in, but the Wizards don't, right? And, you know, so they brought in the Wizards to this now. I think this is, I think this is, um, I think this is what's going to happen, actually. I think we're going to see um, this six-team um, playoff tournament uh, played in. All right, we want to welcome everybody tuning in right now, all of our radio uh, affiliates. I had Gabriel Morenci throwing it down to Rachel Redda, Cam Stewart. Pete Annapolis will join us in a couple of minutes, our NBA analyst, former assistant coach uh, with the UMass uh, Minuteman RDS Television, NBA analyst. Uh, we're talking the NBA return day, July 31st, not set in stone, but that's the report. And uh, they're just trying to uh, iron out their playoff uh, system. Listen, a 1 through 16 thing got a lot of traction. People seem to like it, uh, but they seem to be hell-bent. Cam, you brought it up. They're going to want to get Zion in here somehow. And there's no guarantee Zion's going to get in. But you'd have the 16 teams uh, that are in, and uh, then they would bring six extra teams to Orlando, having a play-in tournament. Um, It would be the Pelicans, the Blazers, the Kings, the Spurs, the Phoenix Suns, and the Washington Wizards. (laughs) I, I don't even know what to say yeah, about this. Because the, uh, the Phoenix Suns have a big chance of winning the championship. Yeah, exactly. Chance, uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you one thing, though. The more I think about this, it's not just we predicted about Zion Williamson and just extra stars good for the league. I like the Pelicans in this format. Think about it, too. You know, with, with the players that they got, I, I would be betting them. If there's a bet for any team to come out of this thing and get in the real dance, I think it's the Pelicans, Gabe. And you know what that is also? Good for business. We like that. You talked about the L.A. scenario. Everybody, ratings. We got LeBron James. We got Kawhi Leonard. We got the stars. And that's the thing. I know it's just his rookie year, but that's the way the NBA is. We talk about the way they market their stars, and they would love to see the Pelicans do well. Extra eyeballs on TV. Big, big fans of Duke and college ball. We'll see, but uh, I like the Pelicans in that in that scenario for sure. Well, the NBA, so we've actually got some something, uh, so, you know, we've got something here. So July 31st is not being denied, number one. Mm-hmm. And I, you yep. know, I like the NBA style. Adam Silver didn't have a press conference. Ah, oh, you know what? Yeah, We're just yeah, exactly. Maybe, like, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> like Gary. We know Gary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like the report is Gary. out. The report is out. The NBA didn't deny it. It's like, yeah, all right. So now we know, all right, July 31st is the target date. And now we get something for real here. Wojo's reporting right now. The NBA Board of Governors is expected to vote uh, on Thursday, June 4th. Next Thursday, 
they're going to vote on the playoff format. As of right now, the 20 to 22 teams, uh, the 16 plus the play-in as to what the deal is going to be. We'll talk on the other side about it. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gabriel Morenzi. Get on the grid. Throwing it down with the raging redhead, Cam Stewart. Uh, we're going to try to uh, track down Pete Annapolis. Talk some NBA basketball uh, right now. Jared Willis on the radar for a little bit uh, later on, Cam. You got it, Morenzi. Hey, buddy. Love you. It's Friday. Uh, I got, uh, you know, I got to drop the girlfriend off and uh, I think maybe we'll have a glass of wine tonight and uh, kick back and, you know, enjoy things. Wish there was another NASCAR race or something on tonight that we could bet on. Oh, don't worry. I'll find some uh, dirty horse track for us at uh, midnight. Did you have enough drinks last night? Uh, <laughs> you need more? I, I, had a, I had a few beers. Yeah, it's a, it's a good point, Gabe. You've been kind of living here and knowing that uh, you've seen uh, every night there's kind of a, a few drinks after the show. But yes, yes. I'm just saying, <laughs> did you have enough last night? That's this guy's the best. <laughs> uh. Well, we throw it to you. So you're talking about drinking wine. I just wonder where you're going with this. No, it's just, no, that's, that's all I'm saying is, you know, it's uh, Friday night and uh, sometimes you just got to just relax and say, hey, it's all good, buddy. The weekend's coming. All right. Well, you know what? Well, well you're relaxing. I'll keep rocking here, Cam. <laughs> We're trying, yeah. Cam's already like. Show's not over yet, Cam. Cam's like, all right, oh, time, time for a glass of wine. Uh, after the show, but yeah, no, yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I'm fine. All right. So as we were talking about the NBA playoffs, uh, the NBA playoff uh, format, um, you know, will they go for a one through sixteen? Um, you know, I think that's the 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 that's the thing that the fans want the most. Mark Cuban did a. Um, Mark Cuban did an interview earlier today. Well, he does a million interviews a day. But uh, Mark Cuban did an interview, and he talked about they're going to do something different. They're not just going to do the, the traditional standings, that this is their opportunity to do something different. I don't have a problem with the 1 through 16. 
I think it's uh, I think it's a good concept. I think it's a fresh concept. It's fun. I don't like the fact that it sets up that the Clippers and the Lakers could end up playing each other. But if you break it down, it's not really easy for any team. Like, suddenly the Lakers have tough matchups. Like, if you're the Lakers, you don't want to play the Brooklyn Nets suddenly in, in, in the first round. Raptors, if you were the Lakers, um, in, in potentially the semifinals. Uh, very, very similar situation um, if you're the Raptors. Not a free pass. You'd have to play the Lakers in the semifinals. It's something fresh. The only reason they haven't done this in the past before is because of the, the finances. I remember years ago they were talking about this, that they were yep. sick and tired of the same playoff matchups all the time. And they were like, it would be really cool just to go one through 16, but financially it would cost too much. And it just doesn't, and the travel would be too much on players as well. You know, to, if you're getting players to crisscross across the country everywhere for, for, you know, eight and a half weeks, that's asking too much. Now they're all going to be in one place. It makes sense. You know, obviously we don't have a vote, but they're paying attention to seeing what fans want. And as Wojo uh, reports, they're going to be voting on this. On uh, They're going to be voting on this on uh, June 4th. And as it is now, they're, they're, they're leading with 20 to 22 teams, which means they're going to have a play-in tournament to get into the playoffs. And I don't really fully have a problem with it. Some of these teams are only three and a half games back. It's not just for Zion. And I'll tell you what, guys. The Washington Wizards were actually a fun team this year. They were a covering machine just because they didn't care, and they took like 83, you know, three-point shots uh, per game. So you get Bradley Beal, you get the Wizards involved. Listen, people are going to soak this up no matter who ends up playing, but it's nice that we're starting to get some dates now. No, I agree 100%. Another thing is you got to be careful of a team like Washington. They could be dangerous, and that, those teams that like to shoot it in the ocean all the time, ding, 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 you take a mass amount of shots. Say you're feeling it, Marenzi. Sometimes those shots hit. So, yes, they're a fun team to watch. I remember we were playing a lot of overs. Uh, the sports books at FanDuel and in Vegas, yeah, they just kept on cranking those totals. It's going to be good. Uh, a lot of these guys, we talked about Zion. No, I got no problem with the play and tournament. It'll be quick, and soon, soon these teams will be eliminated as well, and we'll get down to business. So I'm very happy, and I told you, with COVID-19 and all the things that are happening in the world right now, I don't mind mixing it up a bit. Uh, hockey's doing the same thing. And, I, you know, I like I don't, I don't want to see the same matchups all the time. I'd like to see something fresh. So let's hope it works out. I find that the, uh, the World Cup-style group stage, I don't like that. It does, that doesn't make sense. You know, I mean, keep it simple. Let's go one through, uh, one through 16 uh, after the fact. Or how, you know, I don't know how they do it if they bring in 22 teams. So um, you have a little play-in tournament, but um, the, the two eight seeds in each conference would be included, uh, actually, which kind of a screw job for, for, for Memphis and Orlando. Yes. They're already in the playoffs. Now suddenly we got exactly. to play in the play-in uh, tournament uh, as well. The NBA could build a simple 18 bracket with a single elimination format, uh, actually. They're discussing a potential different 22-team format that would feature regular season games leading uh, into a play-in tournament. This sounds like NHL-type stuff. And now you're just getting complicated and confusing. And, you know, like nobody needs to see the Knicks play again. Nobody needs to see the Cavaliers uh, play again. And it's interesting because there's a story about how Michael Jordan told the league this. And, you know, Jordan just doesn't run the last dance. He runs the Charlotte uh, you know, Hornets as well. And, you know, he said, this is just dumb, man. If you're bringing players back just to play on TV, this is a dumb idea to bring back all, all the teams. 
And that's what they were talking about. 30 teams. The NBA brings back the entire league to Orlando. That's stupid. It would, it would mean getting to 72-game regular season, approximately 7 to 10 games per team before holding a play-in tournament. Um, the advantage this way, they would, you know, they'd meet their obligations of 70, 70 games for television networks, yet that's just stupid at that point in time. Because, you know, things could happen as well. So you could come back, start playing these stupid regular season games that mean nothing to anybody, and then you shut it down again and it was all for nothing. And, you know, I, I don't like that. I don't mind the play-in tournament. I don't mind the one through 16 um, format, but group stage I'm not down with. And all this, oh, we're going to bring everybody back stuff is just stupid as well. I agree. No, and the thing is, you're talking about time, Marenzi, and it's a good point that you bring up. Say there is something, a setback or something big happens. We got to get going. And that's one thing. I know we rip on the NHL all the time, but starting the playoffs right away and not screwing around, that's the right thing to do. Sure, you could argue a couple extra teams are in this thing. That shouldn't be, but this is the way it is, and I'm fine with it. Everybody wants to bitch about everything, but that's the thing. You can't have everybody included in it. Time's a wasting right now, and you talk about it. They got training camp. They got to get ready for this stuff. It's not just going to happen. Snap your finger. Are we going to be playing again? You need a little bit of that leeway time. So yeah, I agree with you 100% there. We're still um, we're still a little ways away, but as we've been talking about, a marathon begins uh, with a first step, and the first steps are starting to be taken uh, right now. Of course, by the National Hockey League and um, and the NBA, which really are going to coincide uh, with each other. It's going to be it's just going to be for for sports fans and for sports betters. It's going to be over the top. Like, you're, it's really going to be, there's going to be a point, guys, where it's going to be like, you know, the first week of August, and it's going to be like, oh, my God, there's actually like two NBA games on right now, and there's three NHL games going on. These leagues, after all this, which I find interesting that I wouldn't do, I would actually space them all out. And we talked about it with Donnie Wrightside the other day. There's no need, like, people are clamoring for content so much. There's no need to have games going head-to-head. And there's actually talk that they would do that. Like, when the NBA comes back, they'll have multiple games going on at once, right? Mm. So, which, you know, that's kind of frustrating because we're, we're, you want to see it all right now, right? But it's funny that you look at it like that, and it used to be like 70 games on at once. <laughs> and you just sort of get used yeah. to it. Now it's like, oh, why are you putting two games on at once? I want to see them both. And the NHL was talking about they'd like to have three games going at once. And I understand it, Cam. Other, if they don't do it, otherwise it's going to take for freaking ever. Right, but the thing is, people aren't even people are at home now, and you literally could. It'd be real cool. You have an NBA game on like a Wednesday afternoon at noon, another one at three o'clock, another one at like yeah, basically like NCAA tournament style. There's basketball on all day, every day type of thing. Yeah, but that's the thing that they're going to do, right? And, and they would have to. That's a great point. That is a great point. They'd have to do it NCAA style because if you're going to play multiple games at a time, I want. I don't want to be missing action from other games. Go back and forth and back and forth. They're going to have to be very creative with their TV practices game, and that's exactly how they have to do it. Like, we go from this game to this game to this game to this game. What am I going to do? Buy eight TVs for my house? Not everybody's got money to turn their house into a games room, but I agree. Turn it into the NCAA format. All right. Uh, so we'll see if we can track down uh, Pete Yiannopoulos. we got Jared Willis on the radar. We'll get to our UFC best bets as well. Bring it. 
everybody. Cam Stewart here with your Sports Grid news and betting update. If you want that edge cappers, you know you got to get on the grid, and we got you covered on every single platform here at the network. Let's take a look at the big news of the day. There's lots of stuff going on. Conference call, NBA Board of Governors Friday. Commissioner Adam Silver informed the teams that July 31st is the target date for return to play. They've been on hiatus since March 11th. A lot of uh, different proposals going on right now, including a 22-team regular season with an eight-seed play-in among the proposals for Express. As of now, Zion Williamson and the New Orleans Pelicans outside of the NBA playoff pitcher. However, ESPN's Brian Windhorse is hearing from people that the league wants the rookie phenom there, and they want him to participate in a postseason in 2019-20. The league is going to set up a playoff plan to make sure Zion Williamson is involved, said Windhorse on ESPN earlier today. The Pelicans among three teams tied for ninth place in the Western Conference. The NBA is still yet to decide if they're going to go straight to the playoff format or play out some kind of remaining regular season action. Other news, Knicks reopened MSG Training Center in Terrytown, New York today. Voluntary workouts. And Boston will do the same opening up June 1st, the Red Auerbach Center. David Price, big time stepping up financially today. The LA Dodgers lefty is going to give $1,000 cash to every minor leaguer who isn't on the 40-team-man roster in June. This according to ESPN. There are over 200 players currently in the Dodgers minor league system. Price, a 12-year vet, has yet to play a single game for the Dodgers after coming over in an offseason uh, move from Boston. Classy move indeed by David Price. Roger Federer, he's the richest of the rich, topping the Forbes list of highest-paid athletes for 2020. The Swiss star is worth 106.3 million in pre-tax earnings. He won 6.3 million prize money, the other 100 million from various endorsement deals and appearance fees. FA Cup final now set to take place August 1st after the English Football Association announcing the premiership will be back on June 17th. NFL Denver Broncos running back Melvin Gordon believes his five seasons with the Chargers have prepared him to possibly play in empty stadiums due to COVID-19. Bro, we didn't have fans there anyway. I'm just going to be honest. We didn't have many Charger fans at the games. Much more loyalty and love, but we didn't have many, so I'm not going to be missing anything, said Gordon. The Chargers have the NFL's worst home attendance in the league every season. They've relocated to L.A. in 2017 and 2019, only averaging 31750 per game. Horse racing. Nadal, one of the two favorites to win the Kentucky Derby, had to be retired following a workout at Santa Anita after the horse fractured his front leg. Bob Baffert's other horse, Charlatan, another Derby favorite, tested positive for lidocaine this week. Charlatan is still eligible to run in other qualifying races, but trainer Bob Baffert could be fine. We'll wait there. Both Nadal and Charlatan slated to run in the Belmont Stakes June 20th. And John Jones called UFC President Dana White a liar, saying that White lied about the heavyweight champion, asking for an absurd amount of money to move up a weight class to fight a top contender in Francis Naganu. I'm Cam Stewart, and that's your Sports Grid News Update. Remember to follow us on Sports Grid. It's the place for all your sports wagering and fantasy needs. We're here all the time. You can also follow us on Instagram at SportsGridTV2. Now back to my man, host Gabe Morenci on Game Time Decisions. Everybody, get on the grid. Game Time Decisions continues. I am Gabe Lorenzi. We're throwing it down uh, right now on the Friday edition of the program. Cam's already uh, ready to uh, pop open a bottle of wine uh, right now and watch some horses <laughs> tonight on uh, Friday night. I'll be ready to tear it apart on Saturday night. Saturday night's more than oh, okay. my night to, okay, uh, to, to, to uh, get into it. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday are Cam's nights to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair assessment. <laughs> Excellent observation. Yes, it's a good point. Let's bring in Pete Annapolis right now. Just kidding. Let's bring in Pete Annapolis uh, right now. 
former assistant coach with UMass uh, Minuteman, RDS uh, television analyst. What's going on, Pete? How you doing? Doing great, Gabe. Doing great, fellas. How you guys doing today? Good stuff, Pete. Thanks for joining us. So, um, you know, with everything that's going on right now, on a more serious note, um, you know, you see Steven Jackson, you see Carl Anthony Towns, and, you know, what a summer for Carl Anthony Towns um, and, and time that he's had so far already. His mother, unfortunately, passed away, uh, coronavirus. And um, and now there he is uh, in Minneapolis standing with the supporters. It just shows the difference, the his human side, as opposed to, you know, some of the tone-deaf athletes or some of these guys are more busy and worried about the Kardashians and Instagram models. Hard not to become a fan of Carl Anthony Towns uh, right now. But on a lighter note, Pete, and I said this earlier, they should just fold the Minnesota Timberwolves because no free agent is going to sign there for the next 50 years. Nobody ever wanted to sign there before. You know, their team's going to have to be whiter than a Utah Jazz, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, yeah, good luck. Good luck. Good luck getting brothers to sign there. Let's just cut to the chase, Pete. Like, they just uh, fold the team. It's going to be extremely difficult. We know the history of the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, when KG was there, he brought some light. They had some playoff appearances. He won an MVP, but they couldn't get over the hump with the big ticket. And then he asked for a trade, and he went to Boston. Now you fast forward, they get the draft Carl Anthony Towns, and then they had Andrew Wiggins, and they try to have those guys. And I think they had one opportunity when they had Jimmy Butler there, they had Tom Thibodeau, and they just couldn't coexist together in terms of the work ethic of what Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau were all about. And then you had the new age players of Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins. Now they move Wiggins to Golden State. They're trying to really focus on only Carl Anthony Towns. It's going to be difficult for them to re-sign him or have him there long term because what's happening right now in Minneapolis is very unfortunate. I feel for the people there and everything that's going on. But when you talk about where this team and this future is heading long term, man, there's going to be some difficult decisions and hopefully they can get things done and get some players there. But as you mentioned, the task at hand will be extremely difficult. All right. Uh, so speaking of plans and getting things done, kind of flew onto the radar with everything that's going on uh, right now. Uh, but around 3, 3.30 in the afternoon, Sharms reported that the NBA uh, has July 31st as their target date uh, to actually start playing basketball. Facilities are pretty much open. All but five teams have opened up facilities already uh, right now. So they have a um, they, their vote is next Thursday, and the vote is the playoff format. So how, what are they doing moving forward? The target date is July thirty first. We've been talking about it all week, Pete, about the you know the potential the potential uh, formats. And there's the traditional format, which they don't really seem to want to do. There's the one through sixteen that seems like fans are a big fan of. This World Cup group stage format isn't going away. It seems that's been lingering all week. And now, you know, they want to get Zion in somehow. So they're talking about a play-in tournament as well on top. Uh, maybe an eight-team tournament to get into the playoffs. And they would put Memphis and Orlando in that tournament. What's your opinion? What do you think the NBA should do? Well, as you know, Gabe and Cam, I'm a traditionalist. Uh, I love when we have the traditional Eastern Conference eight teams Western Conference eight teams. Let's those see those two conferences battle it out, and the two teams that come out of those respective conferences could be crowned the NBA champion. Now we are in unprecedented times right now as we speak, and right now health and safety is number one priority for the whole world, but specifically for Adam Silver and the NBA. 
I believe that they want to really have as many teams as possible. I don't think they could just have regular season games because the NBA, the top eight teams are already set. So you're going to have guys just playing in a regular season game or to finish the season. They're going to want to tank anyways. Having a play-in type of style, I think for one year, just for one year, I would be an advocate of that. And if you can get a Zion Williamson to get in there, it will really uh, elevate the ratings and elevate the excitement. But I still think at the end of the day, you'll have the top eight teams uh, representing each conference. I don't sh I don't believe you should go to one to 16 because that's going to open up a door. I don't think the owners are going to want to sign off on this. Can you believe if you're the Milwaukee Bucks, if you're Giannis Antetokounmpo, if you're Mike Budenholzer and the ownership group, do you really want to play the Clippers, right, uh, in the semifinals? And then having to play potentially the Lakers, you want to stay in the East and win the East. I don't think that the ownership group, uh, the owners in the Eastern Conference will vote to have that type of playoff format. Cam? Yeah, I got I to gotta ask you too, Pete. Gabe and I talked about this scenario. It might be great for some people on the West Coast that are fans, but what about this? Lakers versus Clippers. I'm not sure how many people in the East like, oh, here we go. Kawhi versus LeBron. Uh, hey, people might like it. The networks would like it. That's star power there. But I got to tell you, yeah, teams like Milwaukee, Toronto, Boston, they'd be sitting there going, yeah, th this is great. This is fantastic. Right, Pete? Uh, again, I think at the end of the day, players want to play. Coaches want to coach. Whatever you put them in. Once the playoffs start, I think anybody has a chance and I think right now you're looking at the NBA a little bit like the NCAA tournament. We didn't get to have one this year because the season was canceled. This will have a sort of feel to it. Neutral site, everybody playing in one arena with no really home court advantage if you want to consider Orlando having some sort of home court advantage if they do sign off there. But I believe if you're the Eastern Conference, you know, the Toronto Raptors, they've won 46 games. They've lost 18. They have the third best team record in the NBA. I think they still want to stay and defend their Eastern Conference title. I think that they want to still beat it, whether it's Boston or Philadelphia, and then beat Milwaukee again without Kawhi Leonard. Now, on the other side, I think that if you can get the Lakers and the Clippers in any round, yes, you would like to have them in the final. But I think if you would have them in a Western Conference final, this would assure that you will have the Kawhi versus LeBron, Anthony Davis, Paul George. You would rather have that at the Staples Center in California, but I think you'll take it anywhere. So uh, I think that every team publicly they'll say they'll play anywhere but I think most players and coaches would rather stick to the same tradition. You know, it's it's going to be interesting to see, as you stated, how how it plays out um, with with the owners. Because, you know, the Eastern Conference teams, it, it shakes things up. But at the same point in time, it's not really an advantage for anybody. And I find it interesting, something you just stated about the Lakers. Listen, they, yeah, they'd like to get the Lakers and the Clippers in the finals, but it's a unique situation. and. If they the way it is now, if they go to one through sixteen, there's no guarantee they get that. The Lakers and the Clippers could get bounced before they get to the finals. They would be much more guaranteed and be safer for them to make it to the Western Conference Finals. But let's be real, guys. The ratings will be you know crazy high, even if it's like the Phoenix Suns versus you know the the Atlanta Hawks uh, in a game right now. Like six million people are pretty much watching anything. I mean, five million people are watching the Young and the Restless every day at this point in time. So, and the reruns, yeah. too. They're reruns. Yeah, the best up. So, best, best up. up. Yes, Victor Newman. For the record, I couldn't resist. I had to look right now and see, all right, when is, um, when is July 31st? It's actually a Friday, which would be a pretty nice. cool way to kickstart uh, kick the weekend. Be Friday, Friday, July 31st. Uh, going into uh, going into the month of August, 
The World Cup group stage is just too confusing, I find. And it's like, well, how are you going to do the brackets? And how how is this going to work? I think they're going to ultimately go with the 1 through 16 guys with the play-in tournament. I think they'll have 22 teams when it's all said and done. They'll bring the six teams in, and then they'll keep the um, – they'll, they'll have the other two teams that are already in the playoffs, Memphis and Orlando, part of the play-in tournament. I think that's what's going to happen when it's all said and done. Listen, I think that at the end of the day, they're partners, right? The NBA is partners with the Players Association, and they're partners with the TV uh, companies – and right now, I know I've been told that there's going to be a town hall with Adam Silver with all the television networks, and he's going to uh, have them ask questions and get their input on what they believe is the best thing. So I think uh, the NBA is always so inclusive, and I think that he, Adam Silver brings all these partners together. I think at the end of the day, are you going to have games in the afternoon? Uh, I think you know you got to have a prime time because people are going to are going back to work, and they're going to want to watch these games. Uh, maybe on a Saturday afternoon or a Sunday afternoon, you could have games 12 o'clock slot and the 3 o'clock and then the 5.30, the 8 o'clock, and then the 10.30. Uh, but during the week, I think you should stick to that 7 p.m. Eastern time and then have games maybe around 10 o'clock. But um, if Zion can get in in the Pelicans, I still believe if they were healthy, if Zion was healthy this year, they would probably overtake the Memphis Grizzlies. And I think they still had time uh, because they played the, they were they were supposed to play them two more times in the final regular season. But having said that, I think that when you look at the star power, the NBA, there's so few upsets. You don't really see teams that are the eight seed that knock off the, the one seed. I believe Golden State beat Dirk and Dallas uh, a few years back. But I still think that you'll have potentially the three, six, four, five. Like, can you imagine the first round if it's Boston and Philly, if you just go 16 teams? But if you go through that one sixteen format, there's so many different possibilities. And at the end of the day, Adam Silver, as you mentioned, Gabe, he wants to go to that European model because there's so much more revenue possibilities if you go through that, even play-in games or tournaments in the regular season. So is this what jump starts and kicks this off in terms of the new reality of the NBA moving forward? It could be that. Sounds like they have a lot of decisions to make um, in the next uh, six days' time. So at least we're on to something right now, guys. Next Thursday, June 4th, they're going to vote on the playoff format, and uh, we'll know by next Thursday. So we'll be live next Thursday, and we'll know the playoff format. And uh, hopefully it's the playoff format that we're going to know some of the playoff series is in a similar situation that we did uh, with the National Hockey League. Pete Annapolis, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. There's Pete Annapolis. Jared Willis talks baseball. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. 
So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Game Time Decisions continues. Get on the grid, sports grid. I am Renzi. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates out there. We hope you have a great weekend coming up. We're going to try to make it a great weekend for you by giving you our best bets uh, before we're done. Uh, We've got uh, the UFC and we've got uh, NASCAR as well. So we're talking about the NBA plans. We spent a lot of time talking about uh, the National Hockey League's plans uh, this week. Um, Major League Baseball, not so optimistic uh, right now. And I got to tell you, Cam, when baseball is finally back, every one of these damn players in Major League Baseball, every one of them should, like, come on the show anytime we ask them because nobody <laughs> could have defended them more than me. And I know as soon as they're back, they're going to be jerks. You know, I'm like, oh, why yeah. should they do this? Why should they do that? They don't care about me. <laughs> you know, they don't care about my bank account, right? Why am I so concerned with Major League Baseball players' bank accounts? Maybe it's I don't like the owners that much. <laughs> No, it's a good point. That's the thing. Like, nobody's been waving the flag. And we talked about it. We've been coming at people that we know and say, yeah, why are you ripping the players? You should be ripping the owners. Their proposal was ridiculous and weak. And you want these guys to play like a 26%. Like, are we? Are, are you kidding me? I'm with you, Gabe. But I'll tell you something. The minute we put out the, the feelers, uh, I have a feeling, uh, no, we're too busy to do uh, game time decisions. Sorry, fellas. Yeah, every baseball player... I should get a cut, actually. I've represented them online yeah. more than uh, than anybody. But, all right, we got Jared Willis uh, right now. Forbes uh, magazine steps up and then and, uh, joins us. And, you know, it seems that at the beginning, guys, at the beginning of this, the the players really did take it publicly. You know, Joe Sixpack and Susie Housecote, as Mr. Burns would call them, did step up and, and call them out. But I think the owners... The owners, their blatant hypocrisy has been so transparent for everybody to see that, you know, even common fans are starting to take the side of the players right now and understand. I think when they see Major League Baseball teams can start to cut minor leaguers and they they won't even pay people $400 a week. And you look at a guy like David Price who steps up and in, giving $1,000 to every Dodgers minor leaguer uh, for, for an entire month. That's just class stuff right there. And we talked about it on yesterday's program. The baseball owners, they're filthy rich. Like the the amount of equity that they have, the amount of, you know, they're billionaires. Like literally, there's a ton of them are billionaires. And the Boston Red Sox got like a a a paycheck protecting uh, loan and stuff. I mean, it's just they don't want to open up the books. They've been disingenuous since, since, uh, since day one, Cam. They never, Major League Baseball, the owners... They've been listen. They've been screwing the players for a couple of years, and I say screwing them. The free agent market hasn't been the same uh, yep. for a couple of years. Big time players. Look what they've done with pitchers. Well, why pay a starting pitcher? We'll just have like five starting pitchers. We'll just the relievers. Yep. And remember, mm-hmm. like the union was like, we know what you're doing with this. It's not just strategy what you're doing. You're trying to, and you look like the Boston Red Sox, dude. They sell out every game at Fenway. 
Uh, John Henry's got like $3.8 billion, yet the Red Sox suddenly can't afford anybody can. Oh, poor us. Chicago, Chicago Cubs, they've been ripping fans off for like the last 100 years. Suddenly they're broke, the Ricketts family, right? They're all hypocrites. I think people are seeing through it. Yeah, another thing too is, Gabe, I don't know though, it's going to be hard for the owners to go forward because they actually went too far. And that's the thing. If we just would have talked, even when we talk about the books and the 50-50 split, the players are going to kind of go, you know what, maybe we could have worked something out. But now when you're talking about star players taking a fraction of what they're worth, that's troublesome. They're going to have to come back to the table because they're too far apart. Um, uh, it's Max Scherzer. Uh, do we have Jared now? Uh, poor Jared yep. um, was supposed to join us yesterday, but better late than never. Jared Willis steps up and <laughs> performs. How you doing, Jared? I'm doing well, guys. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, sort of keep you uh, in the bullpen during our rant uh, right there. And I was saying, <laughs> I've been very vocal. And it's funny how times have changed because I used to always dislike Trevor Bauer. But now I'm like, every time Trevor Bauer says something, I'm like, you know what? He's right again. He's right again. <laughs> and, and so how far are we away? Because we're, we're all optimistic. NBA is going to be voting on their format next week. They announced, yeah, we're going to be back July 31st. The NHL, the wheels are in motion. My personal feeling is no baseball this summer. Talk to me, uh, Jared. What's your feeling? Yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, but baseball, they're putting themselves at a very real risk of that happening because unlike the NBA and the NHL, like you mentioned, like we've just seen where they they came together, they made it happen. Um, Baseball has gone from where they originally two months ago, they were able to negotiate things really quickly. Now it's like as time has passed, they've just kept moving farther apart. And a lot of that, I agree with you, a lot of that really has to do with the owners. I think from the start, the owners have been asking too much of these players and and just seem to want to keep doubling down and are sticking to this idea that, oh, we don't have any money, we can't afford this, um, which for anybody who looks at even the, the rough numbers of, of what these teams are worth, you know that that sounds ridiculous. So to ask the players to take a prorated salary and then on top of that, to tell them now we're going to do revenue revenue sharing in addition to that um, is just, I mean, they took it too far in their first proposal. And I think that's really, um, that was the big mistake that they made from the start. So if we don't have baseball this year, um, you can 100% thank the owners for that. And you listen, you're the numbers guy. You're the smart guy between us here, between the three of us. You're, you're with Forbes, right? So I'll throw these numbers at you. Are they really losing $4 billion and they're just not making $4 billion, right? Isn't, isn't there a big difference between not making and losing, uh, Jared? Yes, yes. That's They're playing a, a semantics game right there when they say that they're losing $4 billion. Because um, when you break down the numbers, that's that's not really quite how it plays out. So they are going to lose some money because, of course, when you're playing games without fans in the stands, buying beer and hot dogs and merchandise, you're losing money, but it's nowhere close to um, close to the four billion that they said. I think the the better number that I've seen is around one point five billion, which is still a good chunk of money, but it's nothing like what they said originally. No, so you know, on average, it's about on an average thirty million dollars a team. <laughs> so when it comes down, yes. So in other words, in other words, a billionaire. Like look at the Oakland Athletic guys. This is the thing that drives me crazy about baseball, Jared. Is, a lot of these teams that pretend they're small market, the Toronto Blue Jays, oh, well, it's hard to compete with Boston or New York. Yeah, yeah, Toronto's the third biggest city in North America, and Rogers Corporation's <laughs> like the seventh biggest company in the world. Oh, I know, your little minnows, <laughs> right? The Minnesota Twins, oh, poor us. Yeah, the Polad family, right? You're the richest man in America yeah. after, like, Bezos. 
Like you go down mm-hmm. the list, like Oakland. I never realized how rich the Oakland owner is. And this guy's always yeah. acting like, you know, the Marlins manipulated the system. And, they, you know, how about this too, Jared? So they want to go 50-50, yet they won't even show them the books. Trust us on the 50-50. Yeah. <laughs> right. 50-50 of what? The, the players don't know what that number is, which is exactly. no one in their right mind is going to enter in, into an agreement like that. Like, hey, let's split this 50-50. Well, how much do we have? I'm not going to tell you. Um, <laughs> no one's, no one's going to do that. Yeah, and it's such low-hanging fruit, isn't it, to go after, uh, to go after the players. Uh, so what, where, where do you think this goes? Where are we at right now? Are they speaking? Do they have calls going on? Is Tony Clark speaking to Manford? How, you know, what's the process right now? Because I always think no news is good news when we're not hearing any reports because it means they're probably talking and getting something done. Yeah, I mean, that's the hope that, okay, we've seen this really kind of outlandish proposal from the owners. The players are going to come back with something that's probably going to try to stretch them as far as they can to the other side. So the hope is that somewhere between those two things, they're going to be able to figure something out. Um, and the fact that it has been a little bit quiet on, on that front, at least today, I think is a positive sign. The one thing that does worry me a little bit is as of Monday, we're into June and their, their talk all along has been, we want to start spring training around like June 10th. So they're not leaving themselves a lot of wiggle room right now. But that said, like we've seen with any of these kinds of negotiations, things can happen fast. It seems like they're miles apart, but um, all it takes is a couple of compromises on this side, a couple on this side, and boom, maybe we've got some baseball. Uh, Cam, I know you're looking, you're yeah. looking forward to, uh, to you know, busting in, uh, getting into the, the wine a little bit. But I you better tell you, don't watch uh, the Doc Holiday special tonight because the tears uh, might flow. It's a summer no, you don't documentary. Doc yeah, Holiday yeah. documentary tonight. Uh, good point, Gabe. And when I met him for the first time, he was one of the first Blue Jays that was absolutely great to me when I started to get clips where other guys were tell, telling me to, you know, go screw yourself, junior reporter. And Roy Halliday's like, don't worry, these guys are a bunch of jerks. But I want to ask a question right now and talk about it. I think it's about the future. This is what we're talking about. And Gabe and I are talking about on the show, like, it's tough for the players right now. You're asking, what kind of league asks their star players to take a pay cut of that significance, like Mike Trout, seven million, like he making six, seven million. Like you're, we're looking at the numbers right now and go, that just doesn't work. And the thing I, that I worry about for the players is eventually, if they do cave in, what's going to happen in the future? Because the owners are going to go, wow, look what happened during the COVID nineteen situation. These guys yeah. paid for less. It sets a bad precedent for the future, right, Jared? It's it's a it's bad it's a bad scene. They got to stay tough. Yes, they definitely do. And especially because, as we know, the CBA is set to expire at the end of next year. So if you start giving in on these things now, I think you're absolutely right. This, this is part of me suspects that this is ownership testing. How far can we push this? How far can we take this? What are we going to be able to get you guys to agree to now so that when we go back to the negotiating table in 15 months or so, what, what precedent does that send then? And I, I, the players know that. So if somebody like Trout gives in on, well, fine, pay me $7 million this year, um, yeah. that's that doesn't put the rest of the that's league in, in a good place. And it's really bad for if you're if you're a guy who, you know, is trying to go for that first big contract here in the next year or so where, you know, you've been under team control for the last seven years and you're getting set to hit free agency and you're either trying to extend, get an extension with your team or you're trying to sign with somebody new and finally make 
all that money that that you should be making. I'm thinking of somebody like Javi Baez with the Cubs right now. Um, that, those are guys too who could really be negatively impacted if if the players' association caves right now. It's a great point that you raised, Cap. They devalue your your value now. And who's mm-hmm. so when, when does it stop? So let's say they tell Garrett Cole and Mike Trout, well, listen, you're supposed to get 35 mil, but we're going to give you 7 mil this year. And then what about next year? Well, the game's been damaged, and, you know, this this mm-hmm. is down. So we can only give you 12 mil this year. No, you have a no, contract. Keep on shaving. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, there's, a, there's a contract set in stone. And I brought it up, Jared. You know, like NASCAR's racing right now, the drivers aren't racing for 23% of the purse, bro. They're still getting the full purse. <laughs> Yeah, and, and other sports, they're you know you you don't have to look very hard to see that how, the way that other sports are handling it, and it's so much different than what we're seeing in baseball. Um, and it does make you wonder at some point about the people who are running the game at the highest levels. Um, to, yeah. I'm talking about the commissioner, team owners. How invested are they really in the long term health is health of the sport? Um, here's a t- here's an opportunity for baseball to seize. Um, some growing popularity because potentially for a while you could be the only show in town. Um, but they're, they're at risk of just completely miffing that um, here in the next couple of weeks. It's a good point that you raised. I think we got about a minute, uh, a minute or two left here, but it's a good point that you raised. And listen, this isn't all Rob Manfred's doing, obviously, right? Nobody asked for the virus and nobody asked for this pandemic uh, to be, you know, put in front of them. But at the same point in time, just going back to the, how the Astros situation was handled, right? Um, how the Red Sox situation was handled, and now how this is being handled. There's not a lot of uh, A-pluses on uh, Rob Manfred's report card over the last six months, in my opinion, Jared. <laughs> yeah, not not at all. And and it's easy to forget, given the state of the game right now, where what had happened in the winter leading up to spring training, we were already in kind of a weird place um, as a sport, even before all of this. And it certainly has not made things um, any better. Well, as a Dodger fan, don't worry, bro. I'm still booing the Astros cheating asses when they come back. Yeah. Right? <laughs> as, as we <laughs> all should be. In three years. <laughs> we got to get out of here. Thanks, Jared Willis. <laughs> Thank you. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, we've got a couple of minutes left here on Game Time Decisions. I'm Gabriel Rensen. Thanks to all of our guests today. Fun show. Uh, great time. Uh, thanks to uh, Steve Merrill, Joey. Uh, Steve Merrill, you can find him over at ProSportsInfo.com, one of the covers of experts. Uh, Steve Merrill on Twitter. Joey Odessa at MMA Odds on uh, Twitter. Uh, we had Pete Yiannopoulos. Um, it's too long to spell, and uh, it's under Pete Yiannopoulos. <laughs> uh, look it up. And uh, yeah, Jared Willis, yeah. he, he's Jared Willis's last name's Willis, but it's actually like W Y H L Y H. It's I don't know. It's all complicated yeah. and stuff. But look it up, Jared Willis, Forbes Baseball. All thanks for joining us. Uh, but we got a couple minutes left here. UFC returns uh, the Apex, Las Vegas, twenty-five foot octagon. Let me rattle off some of the picks uh, that I like. I do think Tyron Woodley is going to win this fight. I think it's going to go the distance uh, as well. 
Um, you know, listen, Woodley's only lost one fight since 2014. He lost to Usman. He was his heart wasn't in it. You could tell. He's I think he's been recharged. I think the fact that Dana White wants him to lose motivates him. Uh, as well. Gilbert Burns is good, but Tyron Woodley's better and has faced better competition. Four or five Woodley's last fights have actually gone the distance, in, including like three 25 minuteers. So uh, give me that fight to go the distance as well. Plus 136. Give me Sakai to win and that fight to go the distance. Sakai, minus 114. Fight going the distance. Minus 156. Give me Roy Val. Roy Val. Um, Roy Val. It's going to get it done. Plus 140 against Tim Elliott in honor of my main man. Cam Stewart, I'm going with the Alpha Ginger. Spike Carlisle, you, uh, that's my UFC picks. NASCAR, give me Joey Logano. And I'm going to go with Chase Elliott again, man. This guy just keeps winning all the time. So give me Chase Elliott. What do you got, Cam? Yeah, Chase Elliott, the guy's on fire right now. MMA, I'm only going with two picks, Gabe, right now. Woodley and Gutierrez, I'm going to ride Joey Odessa with that pick. It's a pick em there. And so far, so good. We're going to go with Joey Logano, one pick. We'll have more picks and a couple matchup backs. But Logano and NASCAR, Woodley and Gutierrez in the octagon. All right, uh, thanks to everybody uh, behind the scenes. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Have a safe weekend. Don't smash up an auto zone. Stay safe. Other night, you're on your own. Later. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon.